Race day at Knock Hill. Mm, clouds overhead. Who knows what the weather forecast is going to do to us. Matt James, um, good to be starting the second half of the season, hasn't it? It's been interesting so far. Yeah, it has. It's been very hard to predict what's what's been going on with new technology in the championship and what have you. And it feels like we've been away for yonks. I mean, it's only five weeks, but it, it feels like months, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Lots gone on uh, in that period. There's been various bits of testing and, and rumours and there's been conspiracy theories and all sorts going on, some of which we, we might talk about in a moment. But an interesting um, qualifying yesterday. Two, two good uh, free practice sessions to start with but the qualifying was really interesting wasn't it it was a it was a real wheel drive benefit really only yeah. a couple of the front wheel drive cars up there and you know as much as everyone says knock hills a real wheel drive circuit it isn't generally in qualifying over the last few years you've had people like dan cambridge on pole in the honda yeah. you know it's, it's been a it's been kind to the front wheel drive cars but this year but for whatever reason it seems that the, the rear wheel drive cars have really got their advantage back here yeah I, I did wonder whether or not the hybrid deployment of the hybrid would have anything to do with that and whether that would change the balance uh, but there's only Ash Sutton, uh, of course, in second place, who's splitting the top six, which are all uh, um, all BMWs. Yeah, and you've got to give a massive hats off to Ash to, to do a lap like that. Yeah. Um, I think he was actually even on a quicker one later on in the session, but ran wide a couple of times, and, uh, and the time went away from him. But but yeah, Ash is um, Ash is Mr. Commitment, isn't he, over the curves and four wheels off the ground and what have you? And he did a great job. But yeah, it's um, it's a it's a BMW benefit. Yeah. Um, Jake Hill put in a, a cracking lap in his uh, rocket ship, as he affectionately calls it. Um, I suspect he's got a little bit left there as well. But off the mark, the classic who gets the heat in the tyres first, when you look at those first two rows, that first lap is going to be, could potentially be make or break. Absolutely. And, you know, although the rear wheel drive cars do start a bit quicker off the line, that's just an inherent dynamic advantage of a rear wheel drive car. They take a longer to get the heat into their tyres, particularly if it's cold or if it's going to be damp later on this afternoon, we don't know. So that's Ash's chance to strike. If he's going to do it, he might he might get done on the run to Duffers, but he needs to attack and attack early. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Adam Morgan and George Gamble. Now, George Gamble, his name is on the lips of every commentator because he's had a stormer of a first season, particularly when he wasn't even expecting to be here. Well, yeah, I mean, running in the top six in his maiden race at yeah. Donington. I mean, yeah, definitely the rookie of the year. Um, we know the BMW's a good product, but, you know, he's taken it to Adam Morgan, who's been around the block in this championship quite a, quite a long time. Um, and George is actually, you know, he's out-qualified him here. He's, he's Well, sorry, he's just directly behind him on the grid here, but he's within a, a gnat's whisker of, of Adam's time. It's great for a, for a newcomer to the championship, although a very experienced racing driver, a newcomer to the BTCC. It's interesting. I spoke to George yesterday, and he's very conscious that the chasing pack of front-wheel drive cars is right on his heels. Yeah, and this all depends what the weather does, doesn't it? I mean, because if it does get slightly damp, mixed conditions, we know that that really doesn't suit the BMWs. They're not going to they're not going to enjoy that. It, it doesn't help with the, the balance of the car. And around here, if there's a whole train of BMWs at the front and it starts to rain, watch those rear-wheel drive, the front-wheel drive cars just snapping at their heels, and that, that could make the race really, really spectacular. Absolutely. Some challenging uh, sessions over the the, uh, the time yesterday for Dan Lloyd. I mean, after he's had a storming comeback at Crofton, and all of a sudden he looks to be struggling. And of course, BTC Racing, Josh Cook, um, head down. Yeah, I spoke to BTC at length, and they're um, they're they're just they feel that they're down on power and if you look at the speed traps they are a little bit down on power they've done absolutely everything they can to that car in terms of the chassis what they've done over the winter over the summer break is upgraded the chassis upgraded the intercoolers the cooling in the car the ducting it literally everything they can do they've done and have even done more since the Sneston test two weeks ago but they just haven't got the grunt they just feel they haven't got the grunt in a straight line and 
you know, they're, they're, they're frustrating as much as they're controlling everything they can control, but th this, they feel, is, is outside of their control. Um, Dan Lloyd, well, I mean, a remarkable story at Croft, a wonderful comeback after his crash at Alton Park. He's kind of converging towards Tom Ingram's setup in, in the way he handles that um, Hyundai, which seemed to, that really sort of hit a sweet spot for him at, at Croft. But I didn't speak to him yesterday, but he was certainly out of sorts. And, you know, you'd expect him to be pushing Ingram hard, and Ingram's well inside the top 10, and Dan isn't. So yeah. there's an issue there, obviously. Yeah. Um, Tom uh, was a bit unhappy with his place yesterday. He thought there was a, there was a bit more in the car, but he had no hybrid. And I, I suggested that he might be quite pleased with his P8, but, you know, how competitive he is, he wants to be further up. But he's got that glint in his eye which says qualifying is one thing race day is another yeah he's, he was a winner here in that car last year you know and i think the thing for for tom with the rear wheel drive cars being dominant at the front of the grid what a lot of the front wheel drive guys might do is try and reverse engineer their race weekends and make sure they win race three or get a decent start in race three so two solid finishes in races one and two work on your reverse grid place for race three then go from the front so you know the although he's he's mired behind the bmws it isn't a weekend to write off yet there are ways to get yourself back to the front yeah um, at uh, Team uh, Dynamics, Halford's Cataclean, uh, Dan Rowbottom, I think something like two hundredths of a second ahead of uh, Gordon Shedden. I was I was surprised. I thought they were going to be further up the front. Yeah, that car's traditionally gone very well around here. The Honda has been okay, and Gordon obviously on, on home ground. He works here as a commercial director. But I just think it, it goes to prove how competitive this championship is. I mean, you know, I don't know how many there were covered by a second, but it was way above 20 cars. And, and a two, two hundredths of a second can probably mean you three places. You yeah. know, it's that tight that you just you can't legislate for it. It's, it's so competitive. Yeah. Um, so uh, who else are we looking at now? Uh, Rory Butcher and um, Ricky Collard. Ricky Collard had an amazing FP2, didn't he? Topped the times and sort of couldn't believe it himself, considering until this year he'd never driven driven yeah. a front-wheel drive car and uh, uh, Rory Butch at the same time also looking quite strong. Yeah, Rory's pretty pleased with, with uh, the lap that he managed to do. He's starting on the inside of the fourth row. He's effectively the second of the front-wheel drive cars. Um, again, he knows this circuit very well, but he'll tell you that he doesn't do as many laps as people think he does around here. <laughs> he's told me that several times. His dad owns <laughs> the place, of course. But but, um, but yeah, I think the, the Toyota, it, it, it's learned how to ride the curbs really well. And I think over around here, as we know, it's absolutely crucial. It's a lot of crash bang wallop. You have to do that. Um, Ricky was slightly disappointed after qualifying yesterday because he'd done all this speed in, in FP1. And he said it's quite, it's quite remarkable that his dad actually wasn't here for FP1 and he went top. And when his dad arrived, he was much further down the order. So, so any tips he can get from his old man Rob are clearly not helping but um, but he was also held up with traffic on his quick lap which made him quite annoyed and I think once you start getting into that situation of hitting traffic getting flustered it kind of goes yeah. goes away from you a little bit so, but he's confident of today yeah I mean it's interesting with Rory because for the first half of the season he was getting to know the car seemed to struggle a little bit then it's come to him it's done really well and just watching at the the final um, uh, final turn as you come up the up the hill here at Knock Hill that Corolla looked beautifully set up as it turned in and the back end was just moving around nicely to set him up for the, the drag up the hill yeah they worked really hard on the rotation of that car and like I say riding the curbs and the rotation of the car is important you know this the, the car's gone well around here before and, I, and Rory's in front of his home crowd so I mean yeah we'll see what the weather does but I think you know definitely podiums on the car team today and what about without being disrespectful to them the also runs for this weekend because it's going to be competitive we can predict who's going to be within the top 10 give or take the odd, the odd driver of course and, and can, so can many of the thousands of fans who are coming but what about the rest of the field 
The one I'm looking forward to watching is Bobby Thompson in the mm. Team Hard um, Cupra. He's done a brilliant job. He's finished on the podium overall this year in that car, which is the first time he's done that. Um, it seems quite a pliable chassis as well. We were just talking about the Toyota. I think the, the Cupra suits this circuit rather well. He was right up there in FP1 when it was wet and dry. Um, he's qualified 11th, which is, you know, he's, he's out of the uh, the bun fight in the mid, uh, the back of the pack, if you'd like to say. So if he could just tag on to the front runners and, and, and you know, maximise the strengths of that car, I can see good results for him today as well. Absolutely. It's going to be an interesting day, isn't it? Uh, without a shadow of a doubt. I'm, go on, a prediction. No, no, no you're going to do that. <laughs> well, who's going to, who, who perhaps, rather than race predictions, who perhaps is going to be leaving here, leading the championship? I wouldn't put it beyond Colin Turkington to do that. Uh, he's 10 points off or 15 points off in third place. He's starting third on the grid. He loves this place. He's king of Knock Hill. It's his lo- he calls it his local circuit because he went to study in Stirling. Um, and I just, I've got a fancy that he's going to come away from this again smiling the most. You may well be right. All will be revealed. Matt, great to catch up with you. Many thanks. Thanks, Dave. Cheers.